Welcome back to the County Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Hayden Gibson, along with my co-host, Jared Chastain, and you're listening on WBLZ Sports Network. Be sure to check out their website, WBLZSports.com. There's a ton of new shows. Like, There's a fishing show. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wish I fished. But yeah. People around here love fishing. So. Yeah, I was amazed by that. But there is a weekly fishing show. I can't remember when it airs, but I noticed it, and I was like, holy crap, that's awesome. <laughs> Get you some pointers, go out to Watts Bar. Yeah, catch me one of those uh, nuclear-infected fish and eat it. Yeah, Tennessee, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, be sure to buy a t-shirt, 15 bucks, join the movement. I'll preach it all day. But, Jared, we got a big show coming up right here. Week four recap. Yep, quarter of the way through the fantasy year. Yeah, almost back to normal. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some underperforming studs. Shout out to you, uh, Julio Jones. He he turned it around big way. Heck of a week is all I can be saying. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, let me tell you. You know, we're from southeast Tennessee. What about them Vols? <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, I've never been one to say, you know, I'm a Tennessee Vol football fan. Whenever mm-hmm. I watch college football, I watch it for the future. But whenever you're neutral in college football, it's hard to not notice what your local team is doing. Yeah. Tennessee, man, they're doing things. Yes, they are. I love it. That was a crazy comeback. I I did watch the fourth quarter that game. You watched the fourth quarter? Yeah, I got off in time to watch. It was uh, pretty special. I don't know if they'll uh, get the win in College Station, though. That's a tough They need to pick that one up. They need to pick that one up so we can lose to Bama and it be okay. Frankly, I think that they have a better chance of beating Alabama than they do anything. Really? Yeah, that's just me, though. I mean, like I said, I'm not a Tennessee fan by any means. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just what I've seen. Mm-hmm. But that was a crazy game. I stopped watching it with eight minutes left after Dobbs threw a pick. And wow. I was just like, forget this. And I went outside. It was so beautiful outside. It was a good day, Saturday. And I was keeping up with it on my phone, and we got the uh, sack fumble in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my gosh, they what just won this call. game. A, if you're a quarterback, there's no reason for you to pump fake in the end zone. B, when you're that close, there's no reason under any circumstance you should have – or you should call a pass, really, unless you have Tom Brady, you know, back yeah. there. Not, what, what is he, a freshman? Yeah, he was a freshman. Yeah, you don't trust a freshman in that situation. Just hand the ball <laughs> off. They ran it down Tennessee's throat all game long. Mm-hmm. Could have at least manufactured five or six yards off the carry. And yeah. Get some security. But I thought it was over there and then – uh, me and my mom's husband were sitting outside, and he said, Hayden, I think Georgia just took the lead with 10 seconds left. And I was like, crap. <laughs> and I just sit there trying to figure out how we're going to win out because that's basically what we're going to have to do. Yeah. And then the neighbor started going nuts, and I was like, what in the world's his problem? <laughs> and I looked at my mom's husband, and I said, is he a football fan? Yeah, he's a big UT fan. I was like, get inside, something has happened. And by gosh, if they did not win that game. Okay. I couldn't believe it. It was awesome. It was awesome. But anyway, week four recap. Talking pro football now. Dolphins versus the Bengals. Thursday night football. This game was all about A.J. Green. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. They, I know Miami had benched Byron Maxwell. And I don't know if they put a rookie on him. or Either, either way, it was his mm-hmm. first start, I believe. And he was... Welcome to the welcome to the NFL, young one. Yeah, ten for one seventy three and a touchdown. That's an impressive stat line yeah. for AJ Green. Other than that, Jamie Hill was pretty much basic. Yeah, he underperformed. I was expecting him to 
At least split with 100 yards. Yeah, I mean, if he found the end zone, he would have had a very nice day. But mm-hmm. 71 yards rushing, I believe, something like that. 71, yeah. Uh, got 20-plus carries, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, you are correct. And the touchdown would have put him as a top 15 back this week mm-hmm. in standard scoring. So, With backs like that that don't catch the football, you're relying on 100 yards and a touchdown to really solidify him being a really, really good back. No no other receiver really did anything. Uh, Azuma, I want to say, was the second leading receiver. Yeah, he, for, was, he had four for 45, I think, was the final. But the Dolphins' offense, they look terrible. There's yeah. no running game. I'm glad they didn't step and watch this game. I saw AJ get 100 yards, I think, in the first quarter. So yeah. he did it in. And I have him in a league where if you get 100 yards, it's a 10-point bonus. I was like, you know what? I got work early in the morning. I'm going to call it a night. <laughs> and I woke up and saw that I didn't miss anything after that. Yeah, Except Mike no. Nugent putting on a show. Yes, for, he did. Yeah, I know. A few pl- uh, people that actually own him, so mm-hmm. props to them. But Jay Ajayi, he looked good there for a little bit. Did he? But he's just not getting any touches. Not enough to even consider him as a option going forward. You're just waiting on Foster to get back. If you, <laughs> really, as bad as that sounds. Yeah, it sounds horrible. Um, Six for 33 is what he finished with, Ajayi. Yeah. Two catches as well for 13. I was actually surprised whenever I saw the box score the next morning how little Kenyon Drake was involved. Yeah, I know. After being named the starter the previous week, that yeah, is kind of weird. I'm looking at the uh, snap counts for running backs right now in Miami. Mm-hmm. Ajayi had 14. Damian Williams, is that his name? Damian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had 13. Isaiah P. had Pete had nine, and Kenny Drake, seven. Those are the snaps. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. So much for wanting to have a one guy that can do it all in your backfield there, Adam Gase. Yeah. Good one. Nailed it. <laughs> Good one. But the passing game was not very effective. Landry had the volume. It was just, what, like 60 or 70 yards? Yeah, uh, 61. Yeah. Seven for 61 is what he finished with. Yeah, not, not much – Coming from him, Parker was very quiet. Only well, saw three targets. Yeah, I don't like that. No, no, he he's a difficult one to really trust in your lineup. Whenever he came back against New England, it was kind of like, all right, well, he's worth what we invested in him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he followed that up with a touchdown catch. So yeah. you're like, okay, which maybe this has a little bit to do with Tannehill. He didn't. I mean, just I don't even think he eclipsed 200 yards passing. Give me. Four seconds, and I can verify it, that. It really wasn't like his stat line was not worth noting in my little notes. So. <laughs> Buck eighty nine in the touchdown. He yeah. had the on. He was in the thirties in standard scoring this week. Yeah, yeah. and that and that's with you know uh, Derek Anderson getting reps and yeah, you know, very true. <laughs> I'm, I don't have Bradford and Eli's numbers yet because I mean I just got home from work and mm-hmm. was able to shower and eat, but uh, I assume they outperformed him. <laughs> They may have, I believe so. I'm not sure, though. But not a lot happened in that game. It was the A.J. Green show. Uh, Colts versus Jaguars. That was the 930 game yep. Sunday morning. Football all day Sunday. It was awesome. Yeah, I know. I missed uh, most of it. <laughs> See, I didn't get off work until 2.30 on Sunday, so I was able to get home and shower and watch like the last half of the third quarter of the nice. Titan game. Oh, nice. Yeah, but, Yay. We'll save that for later. <laughs> we'll save that for here in a second. <laughs> but... Both quarterbacks in this game had very similar days, over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Gore was really good in this one. I was very surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 16 for 68 and a touchdown, then 
five catches for 27 yards. Mm-hmm. Five catches really caught my eye. That was yeah. crazy. I don't know if they'd seen something with Jacksonville's defense because I think Josh Ferguson had seven catches. He did have seven catches. and saw 10 targets, too, so very well could have been the mm-hmm. case. So maybe that's something to take into note whenever you got a running back playing against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know if Detroit plays them or not, so don't take this into consideration. But Theo Riddick would probably be a great play against J- yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah, they'll play uh, Jacksonville this week – or not this week, excuse me. This, this, this year? This year, yeah, because uh, the AFC South plays the NFC North. Well, there you go. There's a little nugget. <laughs> Hilton found the end zone, made his day worth it. Especially mm-hmm. PPR. Mm-hmm. And we're 17 PPR points. Yeah, I was really expecting a huge day for Hilton in this one. I guess not, though. Yeah, I had him, I think, at six after I took the Thursday night players out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeldon looked good. I was very surprised. <laughs> yeah. 14 for 71 and then four for 46 receiving. I'm not buying it just yet. No, I'm not either. <laughs> but that... He was on the field, though. I mean, 54 snaps compared to Ivory's 18. Maybe yeah. he was trying to ease him back in, especially with the bye week coming up for Jacksonville. So mm-hmm. maybe in week six we'll see more Chris Ivory. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But to your point, Ivory only had eight touches, so yeah, it's not very encouraging to say the least. But the Allen brothers, they both found the end zone, so mm. that's that's good. I didn't see a Rob's touchdown. Was it on uh, Vontae Davis? I don't think so. I want to say Von, like I think Vontae plays one side of the field, and they kind of kept Allen away okay. from there. I know it was like a, just a three-yard play. I wish mm-hmm. it was like a fade route or just some sort of cross. Or I whatever. can't remember it. I was watching that game, but I cannot remember his <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> Yeah, he had, had a, a lot of uh, rack after his yeah. catch. Uh, that's what turned that into a touchdown, really. Other than that, he would have been in for a very, oh, he w- very awful day. Yes, it would have been terrible. Bet a lot of people out because a lot of people were seeing this as, you know, Davis is going to be on Allen Robinson. Yeah. And Hearns has put up, last season, put up good numbers against Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was a daily play in a few leagues that was in nice. this week. Nice. But not much happened after that. Tight end situation in Jacksonville is kind of a mess. They need Thomas to get back healthy because Mercedes Lewis, who was kind of a decent play, I mean, really cheap daily play, a guy that you can pick up off the waiver wire and plug in if you need him. He got hurt in this game real early, so. Mm. I was why stats were so low. Yeah, there was really no tight end involved in Jacksonville. Yeah, neither for uh, Indianapolis, though. No. Allen and Dole didn't do anything. No, not really. Not really. Moving on to the Titans versus the Texans. Yeah. Tough loss for the Titans. Yeah. Which I thought they were about to get blown out, and then they made it a football game. Yeah. Uh, DeMarco Murray continues to perform as a running back one, so that's great. Mm-hmm. He had 25 for 95 and two touchdowns, and then added two for 24 receiving. Yeah, I think uh, he's definitely a top five running back till further notice. Hey, you got to play him. Yeah. got to play him. Lamar Miller was solid. That's about all you can say about him. Yeah, another game of us seeing Lamar Miller's floor. Yeah. Yeah, 19 for 82. I don't think he's had below 80 yards rushing in the game yet. No, he hasn't. And then, three for 26 through the air as well. Mm-hmm. So, I th- the big game's going to come soon. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That's going to be nice. Yeah, he's getting so many, so many touches. <laughs> Hopkins was held in check. He was. I couldn't believe that was happening. He didn't have his first catch till late in the game. Yeah. And it, it sucks because, I, like I said last week, I had him as my wide receiver too mm-hmm. because, you know, you look at his numbers the last four games against the Titans, he wrecked them. And yeah. it just seemed like it would have been the same song and dance. But, nope. 
Not at all. Shut him down. Uh, Fuller picked up the slack, though. I'll give him credit. Mm-hmm. Seven for 81, touchdown, then returned the punt for a touchdown yeah. also. So, as much as I dislike him, the kid's playing mm-hmm. very well. So, plug him in if you got him. Are you uh, nervous about Tajay Sharp? Not really. I want to say they continue to get a lot of targets. I it's just think. Seven. Yeah, I just think Mariota is playing terrible right now. And he's dragging down this passing offense. I hope you're right because there's a lot of hype behind him. And mm-hmm. I mean, Delaney's get suffering too. So yeah. it's just Mariota, man. The key is with Mariota, and he looks awful. Looks terrible, to be honest. <laughs> Anything else in that game? Your tight ends? Yeah, <laughs> let me bring them up really quick. <laughs> Which uh, CJ? What? How you Fedorowicz. say? He got hurt. He still found the end zone. Yeah, he found the end zone. And touchdown, and then uh, Ryan Griffin started taking over after that. Fifty-four. <laughs> so I remember, it, like during the preseason, it was one of our first uh, episodes. I think it was our breakout episode, or no, players that underperformed because I didn't like Osweiler really mm-hmm. to open up the year. And I had made a comment that you know maybe we'll see some tight end emergence just because you know a new quarterback, new system, got to yeah. look somewhere. So. <laughs> I'm not jumping the gun and saying these guys are going to be worth anything. <laughs> I, I will go as far as to say add them to your watch list. Yeah, I think that's fair to say at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, they combined for 10 targets, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, Hey, taking away targets from Hopkins. <laughs> Anything else in this game? Nah, I mean, good. Derrick Henry, the, he only played like nine snaps, I believe. It w- wasn't very yeah, good. Nine snaps. On snaps, so uh, for anybody that thought he was going to take that job from DeMarco, that's a pop dream now. Yeah. You're banking on an injury, which yeah. I don't like to do. Yeah, I hate that. I have uh, Henry in a dynasty, and I think the best thing for me to do really is just still hold him. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to be valuable yeah. at some point. But I kind of thought about trading him just because, you know, it's a 32-man league. So, Ooh. yeah, it, it's deep, and you pretty much just have to plug in anybody who's <laughs> active. So... <laughs> Nice. I'll, I'll cool it for now. Nice. Well, let's move on to the Browns versus the Redskins. We were talking about him right before the podcast, right before we started recording. Terrell Pryor, I think he's special. That's just if you ask me. He found the end zone. Uh, five catches for 46 yards. Mm-hmm. I know you're, you're not as big of a fan. <laughs> I'm more grounded than others, I will say. Because people saw this game last week and are just jumping the gun. I, I've heard wide receiver one talks, and it just makes me want to vomit nah. right now. I'm not there, no. I'm, I have a feeling you're going to be there, though, if he has one more big game. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, I mean, he, he did find the end zone, but, you know, like I said, I was working through the first half of the 1 o'clock game, mm-hmm. so I can't really confirm anything. I didn't get to watch any of this replay. This is a game I'm definitely going to go back and check, though, because I do want to see. Uh, what he actually did on the field, but at the same time, it's like he he had forty six yards and you know a touchdown to bail him out. So I mean, him and Alan Hearns kind, kind of seem you know on the same level. Yeah, it's a fair point, but I just I think he's a for sure high end wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two. Wide receiver three, I can buy. I I, I can buy every bit of that. I think he's a no brainer flex play. Like if you. You're more than likely got way better options ahead of him. Yeah. You plug him in your flex and just forget about your flex and work everything else out. But I think he's going to be really good, and I think his best years are to come. 
I think he's going to be special, man. For the sake of the county fantasy sports, I hope you are correct because you have been <laughs> on Terrell Pryor for the longest time, longer than anyone I've ever spoken to. I mean, I think the last time somebody was this high on Terrell Pryor, he was a quarterback at Ohio State. <laughs> for being quite honest here, but fair enough. And it's a decent formula. They're going to be playing from behind. He's the wide receiver one, and especially with Gordon news. So yeah, yeah, it's looking like it's his job. Mm-hmm. But speaking of somebody <laughs> that we've been high on before the season, Crowell, he's proven us right. Yeah, he is. Proven us right. Good he call. 15 for 112 in touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, Very solid day at the park. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like, they, it looks like they're going to be in nearly every game that they play, probably not this week since they draw Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah. Crowell, I mean, he was dirt cheap come draft time. And he is outperforming his draft position, for sure. Duke was very involved in the passing game, had eight targets, mm-hmm. but he's going to be limited in what he's going to do in the running game just because Crowell's performing so good. Well, Duke I mean, is actually running the ball very well. He's the running two the ball. Weeks, he's averaged a little over six yards a carry. Yeah, but he's not going to get a big amount of carries anytime soon. No, you're probably right, not anytime soon. But. He's going to be that 12-15 to 15 touch guy that you're hoping – he springs one, yeah. which I love them guys. I, I mean, it's like a Darren Sproles type of guy. Mm. Hey, uh, Bornkowski, seven for 57 on seven targets. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see he's not turning into a bust. Uh, the first two weeks, I was a little nervous. Yeah. Can't even lie. He's just got to, they just got to find him in the end zone now. Yeah. That's all. Completely agree. On the Redskins side of the ball, Matt Jones. Yes, eclipsed 100 yards and found the end zone. You can't knock him for that. That's perfect. He's uh, a lot of people's running back twos this week and mm-hmm. good daily play as well. I saw yeah. him in a few lineups and you know he's really helping everybody out. He helped me out, <laughs> that's for sure. And just to be honest, this was the Jordan Reed show mm-hmm. whenever it came time to score. Nine for 73 and two touchdowns. Yep. He is here. Yep. He is here. So enjoy that while it lasts. I played him in daily. That was awesome. Loved it. Loved it. I I did very good in daily this week. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I brought – I was in two contests and won 38 bucks. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I won nine, but I paid 11 to play. (laughs) I I only paid three, which is the county one, and I had a free ticket in the other one. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. I loved it. Anything else in this game – um, how often was Joe Hayden on Deshaun Jackson? I have no idea. Because I know Hayden played, mm-hmm. and I, I just assumed that that would be a shadow. He typically does shadow. I'm, if that is the case, I'm kind of wondering why Jameson Crowder didn't do Yeah, much. he didn't do much at all. Two for 21 is what he came away with. Which uh, Cousins didn't throw the ball as well as I figured he would. I mean, 21 to 27, but only 183 yards yeah. at each point, but... It's just the, you know, I don't know. Crowder was somebody I had in my flex in one of my leagues, and I had him as a flex in daily. And the last minute, I chose to start Quincy and Noonwell over him, which really paid off. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, I, this, like I said, I'm going to go back and watch this game because other than Terrell Pryor, I do want to see how Crowder does because he could definitely be a surefire wide receiver three. I think. Yeah, yeah. I he he just needs to get that volume he was getting. Yeah. 
But speaking of a Nunwa, let's move on to Seahawks versus Jets. Nice. That was an unplanned transition. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, Jets, Fitzpatrick showed an improvement, if you ask me. Only three picks <laughs> hey, this week. Hey, that's better than what he did. Hey, baby steps, man. Baby yeah. steps. But um, I will say, Brandon Marshall, he kind of had his way with Richard Sherman. Yeah. I think all his stats came against Richard Sherman. And he was making him look funny out there. I, there was one play, I don't know, I can't remember if this got ruled not an interception or not. I want to say it didn't, so Fitzpatrick could have had four interceptions. <laughs> Hold but, on, was, was Sherman going to be the guy on this one? Yeah. So that would have been three picks for yes. Sherman. Ooh, yes. Jeez, my bad. I like Sherman. Carry on. Oh, I love Sherman, too. But there was one play, it, was, it looked real funny, like their knees hit or their feet hit and Marshall fell and... Sherman fell, and you couldn't see the ball hit the ground. They were going by a shadow. <laughs> they did not have a good camera angle, and they overturned it. So uh, that could have been four picks for Fitzpatrick. <laughs> it's it's funny. Uh, and Brandon Marshall has came out and said he's going down with the ship. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's honorable. I mean, yeah, he does this with every quarterback, though. Yeah. I mean, he talked Jay Cutler up like he was top. Yeah. Three quarterback. Yeah, right. He, man. Yeah. I wasted a pick on Cutler one of those years. <laughs> <laughs> but other people in this offense struggled too. Forte, I think this was just nature of them getting behind so fast. And mm. he's more of that setting the tone type of guy, like he did against Buffalo. You know, 30 carries, 100 yards. Nothing big and flashy, but he was able to get it done. This game, he was awful. Bilal Powell was very involved in the passing game. Six catches on nine targets. So, maybe if they get too far behind, Powell's their guy. They're going back-to-back games where he's put up mm-hmm. solid PPR numbers. Mm-hmm. So, that's something to keep an eye on. In the noon while, he was fine. Yeah. Six he, for 60. Can't really ask for much more given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks, Christian Michael, he looks special now. Yeah. It looks the numbers, like the numbers don't reflect that. No, just eighteen to fifty-eight, but the eye test. Yes, like he he was making some plays where I was like, "Wow, that is Christian Michael." That's where that hype was. Yeah. So it's finally showing up. He's living up to it now. And Jimmy Graham, I gotta admit, looked great. Yeah, I, I'm convinced now. I think mm-hmm. last had, week I was skeptical, but back-to-back hundred-yard games. Yeah, and he looks. Like a monster out there. Mm-hmm. He had some really great catches. And Wilson is staying in the pocket and finding people like Jimmy Graham. So, hey, I love it. What do you think this does for Doug Baldwin going forward? Because his I numbers think, aren't too hot. I think he'll be fine. Well, I mean, I think he'll be fine as well. But you and I are, you know, very high on Doug Baldwin mm-hmm. coming into the season. Yeah. And we were thinking, he had, you know, he had a chance to be a, a weekly wide receiver one. but Yeah, based I, I, on – Jimmy Graham, Graham reemergence now. Yeah. It's kind of uh, definitely something to monitor. To yes, put it lightly. for sure. For sure. But Wilson had a really great game, 300 yards passing, mm-hmm. over 300 yards passing, and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And a quick note on this one, Doug Baldwin said after this game, or maybe it was today, Tyler Lockett's playing through a torn PCL. Yeah, I read that. So that's why Lockett has been struggling. He didn't play hardly any in this game, which mm-hmm. – Threw me off. So, maybe this bye week will help him, but a torn PCL, I don't know what a PCL is. Yeah. But you start. <laughs> the only thing I know about a PCL is that Slate had one during his, uh, 
Central High School soccer career, and I know he was forced to miss a few weeks. So nice. who knows? I, I think the Seahawks probably have you know a few better trainers than Central High School <laughs> athletics do. So something to keep an eye on. Though. Yeah. Yes, it is. Anything else in that game? C.J. Spiller. No <laughs> kidding. The end zone. No kidding. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah, he did. And I was watching at that point, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding yeah, I, me. I got the update on my phone, and I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was a typo. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to a really ugly game, at least by one of these teams, Bills versus Patriots. Mm-hmm. Lashon living up to the top, what, 12 running back he w- was yeah. drafted as, mm-hmm. 100 total yards and a touchdown. That's what you really got asked for. Six receptions as well. Mm-hmm. So Great PPR, yep. He was a top five PPR player, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it at all. Tyrod played a lot better than I figured he would. Yeah. I figured he would really struggle in this one, mm-hmm. but he played pretty well. And it's looking like um, Robert Woods is the Sammy Watkins fill in. Yeah, he, he is. He had a lot of looks anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that continues. I want to see him put together a few weeks before I go calling him the Sammy Watkins replacement. Right. Because well, who knows, it, it could be Marquise Goodwin next week and then Greg Silas yeah. the following week and maybe a little more Charles Clay than what we've seen. Mm-hmm. So who knows. The blunt finally cooled off. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that would happen mm. because I, I was under the impression to be Garoppolo starting so they wouldn't be able to throw the ball much yeah. at all. So yeah, it's easy to target in the run, but I mean, Jacoby Brissett has a sprained thumb. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like this whole offense wasn't going to do good this week. No, the only one that did good was Martellus Bennett. Yeah. Five for a buck of nine. I wasn't expecting that at all. No. And in uh, an Eliminator Challenge I'm in, I actually took the Bills to be the pass this week. Oh, nice. So that paid off very well for me. I, I just – it just didn't add up that the Patriots are going to win this football game. Mm-hmm. But, hey, reinforcements are coming next week. Mm-hmm. and Help is on the way. The passing offense should really benefit from that. Did you – Read anything into the story about how some people think Gronk's hamstring is bigger than what it appears to be? No. I, I didn't read it. I was hoping you had. No. I, I haven't had time to read it because like, whenever I saw it, I was just able to give it a quick retweet and mm-hmm. move along. But apparently there's some sort of concern about it. I hope it's nothing. I hope it's just hot air and you know that's it. But, I hope so too. <laughs> but I mean, with Brady coming back, I don't think it really matters, especially with Bennett there. Mm-hmm. So this offense should still be in top form. If anything, I like it for Edelman a little more going forward. Yeah, it does mean you know. I've been targeting Edelman in a few leagues, seeing what his price is. And yeah, a lot of most of the people I've talked to are. I want to see what he does with Brady coming yeah, back. Of course. I'm like okay, fine, fine. Anything else in that game? That Patriots mm-hmm. offense was terrible. James White got a little bit involved. Yeah, five for fifty. Cut off five targets. I think he gets a pretty good bump with Brady coming he back. He should. He should. But let's move on to the Panthers versus Falcons. As we already noted, Julio, monster day. Puts it lightly. <laughs> 12 for 300 and a touchdown. Six and, most receiving yards in a, in a game mm-hmm. in NFL history. The, I think Megatron had over 300 a few years ago. 2013, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that well. <laughs> <laughs> I traded him that year. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But... Newton struggled, which I kind of expected 
because of his history against Atlanta in Atlanta. He's not played very well at all. And he left this game with a concussion. You brought up Derek Carr, or not Derek Carr. Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson yeah. um, putting up or getting a, quite a few reps. Yeah. A lot of garbage time, but he came away <laughs> with some solid fantasy points. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Olsen was solid. Mm-hmm. Six for 76 in the touchdown. Added a two-point conversion as well. Nice. And Fozzie Whitaker was – he made an impact on PPR leagues. Yeah. Nine catches. I think a lot of that came in the fourth quarter, though, with Anderson. Um, not 100%, but I do remember seeing a few catches coming from Derek Anderson. So that might be noting, worth noting for uh, next week if uh, Cam's unable, unable to play. I haven't heard anything, though. Is he still in the concussion protocol? I assume he is. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not expecting him to, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I've kind of been flirting with the idea of Timothy Bay being a good streamer option for that reason. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. But I'm not sure. I, I can't say if he's <laughs> <laughs> not, not positive at all. But Matt Ryan... 500 yards passing, four touchdowns. You can't ask for much more. No. <laughs> it's probably the ceiling right there. Yeah, that, oh, no probably to it. That is the best <laughs> Matt Ryan I think we will ever see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freeman and Coleman were somewhat quiet, but Freeman found the end zone, made his fantasy owners happy. And you've seen that thing I retweeted. Was it today? Yes, or yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, Coleman may not play next week. Yeah, I read that Dan Quinn expects him to play, though. Okay. But at the same time, that, that's serious. Like, yeah. That's real life. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on like a limited basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're referring to is he's got the sickle cell trait. Yeah. And I guess they don't do well in high altitude. No, so. I know Ryan Clark dealt with it yeah. in Denver, and he really went through some stuff and so bad to the point he didn't play the last two games they had played in Denver mm-hmm. one of them being a playoff game yeah so so this is a real life issue yeah you need to monitor that one if you're got Coleman which he's been playing well and he's probably been in quite a few starting lineups so. mm-hmm. but anything else the tight ends each caught touchdowns in Atlanta yeah um we didn't bring up Kelvin Benjamin Benjamin yeah he did have like a bounce back game didn't he no. No? I thought he caught a touchdown. Uh, or maybe he didn't. I'm almost certain he had a, a, a bad day. Maybe I'm imagining that. I don't know. He did have a touchdown. There you go. He, three for 39. He improved. That's not a good day. He improved. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> That's three more catches than he had last week. My and one more touchdown than he had last week, too. Maybe Kelvin Benham is the guy who we thought he was going to be, is what I'm saying. Maybe. It's possible. I still think that uh, – I, I don't think at this point. I know that Greg Olson is the go-to option yeah. in Carolina. And as I said uh, in the offseason, they were 15-1 and last year without him. There's no reason to force them into the game plan. And you see they try. And what are they, 1-3? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, don't be surprised if Kelvin just kind of, you know, hangs out in the wide receiver, low-end wide receiver two range going forward, mm-hmm. wide receiver three even. But he is talented. He's a big body. He can find the end zone. Very true. But I, I don't want anything to do with Kelvin, to be quite honest. <laughs> well, let's move on to the Raiders versus the Ravens. What a game this was. This, yeah, good, this was a wild game. Yeah, good comeback by the Ravens and then a good finish by <laughs> Oakland. Yeah, very Oakland true. Oakland almost turned into Chokeland like that. But I will say I'm sorry to all Latavius Murray owners. 
This is a full-blown committee now. Yep. And uh, there's a report that Washington is going to have a bigger role going forward. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so nice. I know he didn't have many snaps last week, but he, he only had eleven. He produced. Yeah, he had a fumble though. Did he? Yeah, pretty yeah. big fumble, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so they ended up winning, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Wins win. Um, Crabtree had a huge day. Yeah. Seven for eighty-eight and three touchdowns. Uh, I read a stat on Twitter speaking of Crabtree. In the last sixteen regular season games, he's outscored Amari Cooper by. Uh, I think over 30 standard fantasy points. Yeah. So, uh, Crabtree yeah. is real. He, he's just a, a solid option. Um, he should definitely be a, a plug and forget, I think, going forward, mm-hmm. especially at a flex, because more than likely the same situation you brought up with Terrell Pryor, you likely have, on paper, better receivers to put ahead of him as your wide receivers one and two. And mm-hmm. Crabtree's going to be that flex that leave him alone kind of guy yeah cooper did take a back seat in this one only five for 48 but i will say that's the type of guy i'm gonna target now that it's about time to start trading yeah. i mean we had a lot of trades go down in the county yeah. over the week yeah i started <laughs> yeah but cooper i i guess he's like technically the wide receiver one on the depth chart i don't know it's kind of one a one b at this point but this defense is not what we thought it was going to be. It's kind of bad. Yeah, it's terrible. So they're going to be in shootouts all year. So you, he, his price should be pretty cheap right now. So I'll, I'm definitely targeting him. But Carr had four touchdowns. You can't ignore that. No, really can't. Uh, Flacco's played pretty well in defense too. So mm-hmm. got to give him credit. Flacco, he was a disappointment in my opinion. I think so. Here's how much I bought in Joe Flacco this week. I picked him up and started him in the league. The Rocky Top League. Yes. I saw that. I was going to text you, but something came up to where I didn't. Yeah. But, I mean, the standard scoring, he was a sixth best player, sixth best quarterback. I was expecting a big day against the league's worst passing offense. Yeah. I mean, defense. From the stats, it just looked like he just didn't find the end zone. That's really what it boiled down to. I mean, he, uh, you know, I think he, he had, had a rushing touchdown. He did have a rushing yeah. touchdown, too, which, you know, helped out. Yeah. He was a streamer for a lot of people. I know I, I dropped Blake Bortles in one league to pick him up because I had Tom Brady coming back this week. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to need Blake Bortles really going forward. Yeah. I just need somebody to plug and play this week. Which yeah. ended up backfiring, by the way. <laughs> Bortles did outscore him, but, you know, not by too much. It's like three points. Yeah. I, I was just expecting a really good day. I was like, man, I'm going to actually pick up Joe Flacco and start him because <laughs> I think he's going to have that good of a day. That's why he was cursed. Yep. <laughs> you should just leave Joe Flacco alone and let him ball. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence West had a really big game, 21 for 113 and a touchdown. Yeah, I am so sad about that. Yeah. And news that came out today, uh, Forsett got cut again. Yeah. <laughs> so, great news for – Kenneth Dixon owners, but this game right here kind of makes you wonder. Terrence West may be a problem going yeah. forward. Uh, Steve Smith, though. Whew. I'm glad he's back. I love I'm it. I'm so glad he's back. I love it. Eight for 111 and a touchdown. Big numbers from Smith, and he pretty much dominated the receiving game for Baltimore. So. I think Wallace still saw around 10 targets. Uh-huh. And he's seen a big – if he would have made the catch, it would have been a touchdown. But I, th- I want to say it would have been a big play, too. He may have get, got overthrown a little bit. 
I was watching this game towards the end. Mm-hmm. And Flacco fumbled. <laughs> I hate Joe Flacco. Anyway, anything else in this game? Pitta underperformed. Yeah. That's worth bringing up. I know a lot of yeah. people were. I try to avoid talking about Pitta whenever he <laughs> underperforms. You do that. You do avoid talking about players underperforming. they got to be brought up, man. It can't be swept on the rug. I expect the same stand to be held for me, personally. <laughs> but, yeah, Pitta just uh, three for 17. Like you said, Steve Smith controlled this yeah. passing attack and – you know, frankly, I don't really see any reason for that to stop unless, you know, God forbid something happened to Steve Smith, another mm-hmm. injury of some sort. Yep. Yep. But let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll pick back up with the rest of the games. Without much further ado, I give you WBLZ Sports. We got balls. Hey, do you love sports? Do you love pop culture? Do you like to talk about gossip and dirty laundry? You know, like you do with your friends when you're kicking back watching a game at the bar, at home, just hanging out. That's exactly what you get when you listen to Sports Infusion. You get the world of pop culture and sports infused together on WBLZ every Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Pamela Michelle. Join me in the Sports Infusion gang as we bring you the best of both worlds. Why? We can say whatever we want on WBLZ because we've got balls. Doug Pepper painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial or residential. Doug Pepper covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Pepper painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Pepper Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Yeah! Hey, good shot. It's about time. Hey, it is about time. I mean, I just couldn't get the ball in the hole. I wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. You have no... Marbles? Marbles! You have no marbles! Because we've got balls. WBLZ Sports. Joe Cardoza here, founder and CEO of NutsAndBoltsSports.com. What's Nuts and Bolts Sports, you ask? It's a sports blog written by fans and covers every sport known to mankind. Check out NutsAndBoltsSports.com. Follow us on Twitter at NutsAndBoltsSP. Like us on Facebook and check out our podcasts, The Football Show, Buckets and Dimes, and the NBS Sports Hour. 
Nuts and Bolts Sports. Definitely not the same old, same old. We eat, sleep, and drink sports. All the sports. This is WBLZ Sports. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold sets up. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. This is the County Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm Hayden Gibson. I'm Jared Chastain. Do you find yourself wondering who to start in the flex or what to do about a bye week situation? Listen to the County Fantasy Sports Podcast every Wednesday at 5 and Friday at 6. Jared, what's the motto around here? Let us be your scapegoat. So be sure to tune in. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Nick Piccarelli. I am the mad scientist of sports. Join me and the rest of the Inscriber Radio Network live on WBLZSports.com. Where we got balls. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer painting a pressure washing. 404 404- Nine six six three three six one. Welcome back to the County Fantasy Sports Podcast. We're going to jump right back into it with the Lions versus the Bears. Speaking of disappointing performances on players that I really like this week, (laughs) Matthew Stafford, good Lord have mercy. I had him ranked as my number one quarterback for what I thought was good reason. He's blew up on the road so far this year. And against the Bears last year, he picked them apart. He had seven touchdowns in the two games that they played. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, Stafford's going to have a huge week. (laughs) (laughs) He got outplayed by Brian Hoyer, who picked apart (laughs) the Lions D. He did. He tore him apart. Yeah. I mean, that was a a good call to put Stafford up there, at least least take a shot. I think that he was a unanimous top five quarterback this week. And at this point, you know, in weekly matchups, whenever you're looking at top five guys, it's nothing for the number five guy to outperform the number one. So mm-hmm. props to you for going out on a limb. And it, it was perfect because I knew Cam struggled against Atlanta. Breeze outside. You don't really like that matchup mm-hmm. with anybody outside and it drew Breeze. So I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah. This lining up for Stafford to finish as the number one quarterback. Yeah, you just picked the wrong Matthew. Matthew Ryan had the top spot. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Okay. Good point. <laughs> But the whole Lions offense was really bad, if you want to get down to it. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Washington was injured 
pretty early. Didn't play much. So, I have to monitor that. There's going to be a valuable running back other than Theo Riddick, yeah. I'm sure. I don't and, know if you can call Riddick really valuable based on well, the last two weeks of running the football. Yeah. He, he's just not a runner. I mean, 11 no. for 31, I mean, it's all right, I guess. But, <laughs> my goodness, this is a guy I was calling for, you know, a huge breakout. You're like top mm-hmm. 10 PPR, a solid hey, running back two in standard. You look like a genius the first couple of weeks. I did. I did. I felt really good about myself. To be fair, we're just at the first quarter of the year. Yeah. There's still time to go, but mm-hmm. – no, kind of makes you wonder, at least. Mm-hmm. The receivers in this one, Marvin Jones cooled off, which he was dealing with a hamstring injury coming into it. But you kind of had to expect him to cool off because he was on an unbelievable pace. Yeah. I avoided him in daily just mm-hmm. because even though the matchup is pretty good, there's going to come a cool-off game. And I didn't want to plug him in in daily and then yeah. him. And plus the hamstring issue was yes. a huge deal breaker. It's bigger yes. than what people think. The fact that he still put up, what was it, 74 yards? Yes, five for 74. Yeah, I mean, that's still pretty good if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But Anquan Bolden, I think he had a lot of targets, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was up there. Yeah, we'll verify this. He had eight. Eight, eight. targets. It's decent. Yeah. More yeah. than what you expected from him coming into the season. Seven more than Golden Tate had. That's amazing, yeah. man. I would say Golden Tate's a great buy low, but I'm not sure. No, I don't even think he's buy low at this point. <laughs> Man, I, I never thought I would say the words, it's, it's time to drop Golden Tate. but It might be. I, I think it is. <laughs> might be. He's been non-existent in this offense, which uh, Anquan Bolden might be the problem. Right now for Golden Tate, I'll say the, the highest thing that can be said about Golden Tate right now is you got to stash and pray. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Stash and pray or drop him. Yep. The Bears offense, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard saw a lot of volume. Yes, he did. He had a really good game. If he would have found the end zone, mm-hmm. we'd be singing his praises way more than what we are and what I plan to at least. Cause, mm-hmm. I, mean, I was calling him for him to be a high-end running back too. And the fact that he finishes that without a touchdown, that says yeah. a lot. Yeah, and next week getting Indy. Yeah. Probably going to be flirting with running back one. Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. Uh, Especially with the buys, so. Yeah, probably going to be a running back one, mm-hmm. now that I think about it. But 23 for 111 and 3 for 21 receiving. Great day for Jordan Howard. Congratulations if you picked him up and plugged him in. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. I'm nervous. This week, number two, where Kevin White's got more targets and Eddie Rule was more productive. Jeffrey only had five targets, but I th- there was some guy, Cameron something, Whitley or something like that, a receiver down there. He had five targets as well. <laughs> I mean, we're at that point. Uh, I don't think we're at that point just yet. I am a little nervous, I will say. But I think any given week, he can be a wide receiver. Oh, yeah, any absolutely. So I think he needs Cutler to come back. I don't know if – I don't know if that will happen. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, if you just look at Brian Hoyer the last two yeah. games, he's put up over 300 yards. and put He got the win last week, and at Dallas, I think they're in you know a decent position to win. Probably better than what Cutler would have put him in. Yeah. So, and Brian Hoyer isn't a terrible quarterback by any means. No. He just has a bad rep, I guess, because of <laughs> the playoff meltdown. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Hoyer's the starter going forward, even when Cutler comes back. Yeah. That's what really has me nervous about Alshon. Yeah, I think that could be bad because he seems to favor White and Royal yeah. a lot more than Alshon. I guess it's just because Zach Miller's getting love too. Yes, he is. Something that 
That's I like <clears> that. I like that a lot. Anything else in this game? Nope. Let's move on to the Broncos versus the Bucks. Uh, Simeon was injured. Yeah. Paxton Lynch got some time, and he did a pretty good job. Yeah, he did pretty much what you can expect. Mm-hmm. I think that this could be better for everyone else in Denver fantasy wise. I think Paxton it Lynch. for Paxton Lynch to be the quarterback. I think that's going to give more shots for Demarius and Emmanuel down the field. Yeah, you're probably right in that aspect. As far as mm, I don't know, maybe. which. DT and Sanders had great games yeah. today, or not today, uh, Sunday. <laughs> and C.J. Anderson found the end zone, so that's good. Yeah. Saved his day. Saved his day, yeah. He needs to straighten up. I was talking him up after week one. <laughs> the Bucks, tough matchup for them, and the offense really suffered due to it. Sims barely had anything going on in I read that he injured his knee in the first quarter and played through it. Mm. So maybe that explains why he did hardly anything. I think it does explain a lot of it. And Jaquiz came in and did pretty well. And so I think maybe this week with Carolina, they might try to, you know, ease Sims into it a little bit, make sure he's fully healthy because they need, you know, a a good presence back there. And that's a Monday night game, so. Yeah. Oh, that is a Monday night game. Yeah. And I don't think I'd feel comfortable with Jock Quiz Rogers being my replacement. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, no. Oh, oh, it's hard to say, really. <laughs> any given week, any given Sunday, or Monday in this case. Yeah. yeah. Evans seen the looks, but Winston, he was just a little bit off, man. He overthrew him quite a bit, so didn't, no need to panic on Evans. This was a tough matchup, and yeah. Winston was kind of wild like he was in week two, so. Just kind of got to chalk this one up as a bad week all around. But Cameron Bray, mm-hmm. that's an interesting guy going for you, if you ask me. He had five for 67 in this one, and he is the red zone target. Yeah, he is. So I really like him going forward. I'm sure he's probably available on the waiver wire somewhere. A lot of leagues, he's got to be. So if you're struggling at tight end, I would definitely look at picking up Cameron Bray. Yeah. Rams versus the Cardinals. The Cardinals play terrible again, and the Rams three and one. Three and one. Right? How crazy is that? With wins over Seattle and at Arizona. Mm-hmm. And on a three-game win streak. Yeah. It's insane. But Gurley still disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> in the running game, at least, he had five catches, which surprised me. Yeah. About time. <laughs> yeah. And Brian Quick, two for sixty-nine, <laughs> two touchdowns. I'm not buying that. No, of course not. <laughs> How can you buy that? Not buying that at all. Really want no part of this Rams offense. I don't even know how they're winning games. I mean, Gurley is the only fantasy relevant player at this point. Tavon Austin's de- disappeared. Yeah. Kenny Britt put up another solid game. Four yeah. for 82, but he only saw four targets. Yeah. And uh, like you brought up with Cameron Bray, Lance Kendricks, mm-hmm. if, if you're struggling tight end. He's had three pretty good games this year. Uh, he had... Five for 52 this week. So, I mean, in PPR, if you come away with 10 points from a tight end that you're streaming, it's hard to really be upset yeah. with that. Yeah, you've got to like that. Whenever it comes to tight ends, if it's not one of the top five, if you get 10 points, you, ooh, yeah, yeah. you're excited. Arizona, John Brown. Finally. Good Lord, 10 for 144. Yeah, welcome back to 16 that. targets. Yeah, uh, that was uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I was calling for who or not. 
just saw his name, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, to have a really good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and – he was really quiet. Five for 62 still good football-wise, yeah. but fantasy-wise, it's just kind of a huh. aggravating week. Definitely. And Floyd bailed out his owners with a touchdown, so who knows? knows what's going on in that passing game. But I will say uh, David Johnson – 124 yards on 21 touches. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. We were talking before the show, hands down, uh, top three running back going forward. Mm-hmm. Just depending on the matchup, I guess. Yep. Yep. Carson Palmer was injured on this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that he's going to be able to play Thursday. It's uh, going to be tough to get out of the protocol first off. And I know that mm-hmm. they signed a quarterback off their practice squad. Did they? Yeah. I know I've seen Arians had said that he hopes there's a chance that Palmer plays Thursday. Yeah. Which, I haven't been in the league, and I'm prepared to pick someone up off the waiver wire mm-hmm. and plug in. We'll, we'll talk more about that on the back side of the show whenever we preview Thursday night game. Uh, really nothing else to talk about there. That was a surprising game. I'm surprised Cardinals got beat. Yeah, only put up 13 points. Yeah, that's, that's weird. So, Saints versus Chargers. Here's my analysis on this game. I hate John Coon. <laughs> I wish I wish this was not family friendly and I would tell you everything I want to say about John Coon right now. Oh, Stole three touchdowns from my guy, Mark Ingram. Yeah. Thought it was going to cost me the game or yeah. my matchup in the county. Luckily, preview, Minnesota, I had them going Monday night. Barely won by like five or six points. John Coon made it hard on me. I hate him. <laughs> and he vaulted a touchdown last week, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, he's he's a piece of crap. I wish he'd go back to Green Bay. So let me ask you something. <laughs> Is John Coon worth owning at this point? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Oh, man, I'm so glad I have zero shares of Mark Ingram in this game because I would be ready to... I love Mark. Hey, Mark Ingram was solid, man. He was. He had a really good game, but it could have been great. Yes, it could have been. It could have been a monster game. He was the leading receiver, six catches, and I think he led in the yardage, too. He had 49. Uh, He might have. Actually, yeah, Yeah. he might have. So he was was the Saints' offense in this one. Uh, Verrett did a really good job on Cooks. Yeah, Cooks didn't do anything. Mm-mm. And Fleener is back to playing with fancy owners' emotions. <laughs> so many people probably started him this week. Oh, I yeah. Had his top 10 tied in this week, and, you know, it just didn't work out. What's the word on Willie Sneed? I noticed his numbers were not very great. I'm not sure. Uh, I want to mark that up to Breeze, you know, not being able to connect with his receivers very well. I'm I mean, just trying to figure out how often he was on the field. I'm not because sure. In the I didn't fourth look. quarter, I still I heard, heard a lot of Brandon. I heard Brandon Coleman's name a few times. I think uh, I heard 40 snaps, which 40. was just 10 behind Coleman, hmm. or not Coleman, um, Thomas. Thomas, okay. Hmm. So, I mean, coming off of an injury, yeah. maybe that's a good sign. I feel bad because somebody asked me a start sit, a start sit question whether to start Willie Snead or Stephon Diggs. And I had Diggs ahead of Snead in my rankings, and then I don't know why. I guess I just got to get a feeling to tell this guy to start Willie Snead. So hopefully it didn't cost him his matchup. <laughs> I'm sorry, by the way. 
But moving over to the Chargers, Gordon had the volume, not the yardage, but scored twice, so you're happy. Back week, yeah, back-to-back weeks he didn't have the yardage. In mm-hmm. favorable matchups, very favorable yeah. matchups. Yeah, but, hey, he's fine in the end zone, so you got to keep riding him. But for how long? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how long until 2015 Melvin Gordon shows up? Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be that dramatic, but, man. Yeah. Uh, Dontrell Emmon was the correct answer for wide receiver of the ch- Chargers. Yeah, right. What? Seven for 120 and a touchdown. Which I heard uh, whenever Allen went down, there were quite a few people that said, Dontrell Emmon's your guy mm-hmm. because he fits this mold over here or whatever. But I was on board with Travis Benjamin and then partially with Tyrell Williams. Mm-hmm. Which Tyrell Williams was blanked for most of this game. Yeah, he had a lot of like third and fourth quarter points. Mm-hmm. And Travis Benjamin was quiet. Had but a big fumble. The game. <laughs> I didn't. Did he, you didn't see the fumble? No. Oh man, it was a. Uh, they were up, I guess, thirty-four to twenty-eight, and it was just like a little crossing pattern. And he caught it, took a few steps, and fell. wasn't touched as he was falling. He drops the football. That's how nice. the Saints can uh, scoring position to wow. the game. Yeah. Huge fumble, and I just traded for Travis Benjamin, so I have to wonder just how many reps he's going to see going forward, and if he's even trusted at this point, because that, that was huge. And wow. Very costly. But Hunter Henry. Yeah. Four for 61 touchdown. Good feeling. Good feeling. And I don't mm-hmm. know the status of Antonio Gates. I haven't heard anything about Gates. But I know after last week it was reported that there was, you know, they, they had hardly any confidence he was going to even have the chance to play in week three, and so week four, it just seemed ideal that he wasn't going to play. Yeah. I don't know going if, forward, though. They have a bye week, I think. No, no, they don't. No. I'm sorry. I, I'm thinking of New Orleans. They, uh, Hunter Henry, if he's playing like this, I mean, he's not playing like a rookie tight end normally plays. So no. if he's playing like this, there's no need to rush Gates back. Yeah. And just stick with him. Anything else in this game other than me hating John Coon? <laughs> I think you covered that. <laughs> Uh, Cowboys versus the Niners. Zeke's amazing. Yeah, I here. love him. I love him. I can really buy into the possibility of him finishing as top running back whenever yeah. it's all said and done. Yeah, I I did the making the case article for him preseason, but yeah. I wasn't like believing that was going <laughs> to happen. I was just making yeah, the case. <laughs> I was making the case, and my goodness, it looks like it looks like it could happen easily. Because yeah. he's getting volume. I mean, he's getting fed. And yeah, he wants to be fed. He thrives yes. being fed. So, yes. I definitely agree he can be the top running back whenever the season's said and done. Like, right after he was drafted, you and I were talking, and I, either I asked you or you asked me, where do you have Zeke ranked? And I had him as my running back forward. This is like maybe a week after the draft, and it's good to see this theory is becoming facts. Yes, yes. And I. To all you Alfred Morris people that were like, oh, Alfred's going to make that committee. Yeah, right. Yeah, good call. (laughs) Good call. Uh, Witten caught a lot of balls, seven. About all you can say. Yeah. Williams and Butler found the end zone. Going forward, (laughs) who do you like better, Uh, honestly? Honestly, Bryce Butler. Me too. Yeah, he looks so much better out there (laughs) than Terrence Williams does. It's it's unreal. Yes. If Dez keeps missing time, I love Bryce Butler. Yeah. Definitely a, a cheap daily play. Could mm-hmm. be a solid flex option. Absolutely. I, I'm so happy to see him getting this shot because I thought, you know, whenever I was calling for breakouts, 
this is my deep, deep, like lowest breakout candidate, and to see him not only playing but succeeding. Mm-hmm. So, man, I, I just feel good about it personally. Yeah. He looked good out there. I, I like what I seen from him. I yeah. know Dez got on to him, was talking bad to him. Yeah. After the uh, jump did. ball. Yeah. He's like, that's yeah. all right. I mean, and it looked like it. Bryce Butler was taking that hard. <laughs> I was like, he shouldn't be getting on to that kid. Uh, I mean, he's 26. I don't know if I can call him a kid. Uh, Still, (laughs) moral of the story, I like him more than Terrence Williams. Mm, Me too. I like it. I like it. Hyde was solid. Mm -hmm. 74 yards and touchdown. Can't ask for much more from Carlos Hyde. He surprised me this year, even though I was high on him. I kind of. Lightened up because I didn't think 49ers would be in ball games, but they see. Yeah, I think with Hyde, it's just got to be taken a week at a time. I had him as a top ten running back going into this week, just because I thought the matchup was going to be close, and he is their best off offensive weapon, so mm-hmm. they're going to have to use him. And the first half, he looked really good, but then the second half, he didn't get as many looks, just because Dallas started to click and you know pull away with him. Then he yep. had to force Blaine Gap to throw during crunch time, but you know in games where San Francisco has a chance to, you know, at least compete, Carlos has going to be a solid play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jeremy Curley was making some plays. Mm-hmm. I was impressed with him. And Garrett Selleck, he looked good. I told you last week. He looked good. I cut it off just because I thought I was going nowhere. But I should have continued. <laughs> yeah, Vance McDonald, if you ever thought about Vance McDonald being something, then no, no more. Just <laughs> replace Vance McDonald with Garrett Selleck. Casella could be solid going forward. Yeah, he could. Like, Gabbert was making some really good throws, mm-hmm. and there was one where Gabbert led him just perfect, and he made a little one-arm grab yeah. and had a guy draped all over him. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice. Anything else in this game? Gabbert's floor like no other did not show up. No, he did have 12 carries, though. He had 12 carries. Like, he chose to <laughs> keep the ball a lot on some read options. And he, he run for, like, negative two or three yards, and he just didn't care. But he, he had 12 carries. Yeah. But the floor was not there. It wasn't there this week. No, it wasn't. I'm moving on to the Chiefs versus the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is such a bully. That's all I want to say right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Well, since you want to start off with Ben Roethlisberger, he threw five touchdowns. <laughs> Man, they were just they were throwing the ball in the fourth quarter, in <laughs> the third quarter. I, I don't get it. Like, if I was Andy Reid, I'd be so mad right now. I just feel so disrespected. <laughs> but hey, good news, Le'Veon is back, yes, big time. One hundred and seventy-eight total yards. Yeah. Brown had two touchdowns. That's solid. And I want to say, Sammy Sammy Coates was the leading receiver. Mm-hmm. He was. I can't remember his. Stats off the top of my head. Mm. Lucky for you, I have a laptop in front of me with <laughs> stats that I have typed in. So give me one second. Six for 79. Six for 79. Are you ready to say that Sammy Coates is the guy, not Mark Sweet? I'm not yet, just because Wheaton is still being eased in. <laughs> yeah. But Coates look good. Yeah, he, that's, that's he's, look, be known. he's looked good the first four weeks. Yeah. So, But no, not really. I own him and I almost cut him. Yeah, I, I did actually cut him last week because I, I had to make a plug and play, and he's still on the waiver wire, so I'll probably get him right back. It's a budget league. I'll probably overpay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Kansas City side of the ball, Smith was he had a solid game, 287 and two touchdowns. 
Not much running football. No. Uh, this is still Ware's backfield for now. Even though Charles debuted, he didn't play very much. No, he had two carries, I think, is what he came away with. Yeah, two carries, and I want to say a target. Yep, it's about a it. target. Played 11 snaps. Yeah. This bye week is definitely going to help him out. Though. Yeah. And it's really perfect time, perfectly timed. Yeah, that might be bad news for Ware going forward. Yeah. We'll just have to see how they play this thing out. Yeah, it's going to be – I can see right now it's going to be a headache to rank them for week six. Yes. Yep. Especially coming off of a bye. Yeah. Hopefully we get some clarity in these next, you know, week and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spread the ball around, really, in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, five players had at least five catches. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Kelsey found the end zone, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Just keep on scoring touchdowns. Macklin was the leading receiver, but he didn't have a great day. It was like 70-something yards. He looked seven. like on the first drive he was about to be in for a real solid day. He looked yeah. like he was having his way out there. Mm-hmm. And other than that, you got people like uh, Chris Conley, Chris Conley yeah, and the Hill kid. Yeah, he had a man. He had a great punt return. He called that. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I remember that. That, that guy is special. He's gonna be <laughs> yeah. a great returner. Yep. But other than that, not much going on in the passing game for them. Well, let's move on to Monday Night Football. Vikings defense really good. Yeah. Giants and Vikings in this one, they pretty much uh, shut down the Giants. Mm-hmm. Want to get down to it? Odell did nothing. Cruz didn't have that great of a game. I don't think Shepard really did much. Shepard came away with just thirty yards. Yeah. Himself, so yeah, the, most of the passing came from Paul Perkins. Paul he had, Perkins. He had a big reception. And it was impressive. Seventy-four. It wasn't. It wasn't one of those where he just like blown coverage. He's just out here by himself. He made some guys miss to get that. Yeah, it was good to see him getting some reps too. I think we're going to get more of him going forward just because, like you said, preseason, he can provide a spark. And yep. That's what this offense needs Definitely. right now. Maybe we see more of him going forward. I really hope we do. The Vikings, Jarek McKinnon, looked good. 18 yeah, for 85 and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And Asiata just had six carries compared to his 18. Yeah, the touchdown. Did find the end zone, though, yeah. on that uh, uh, little bulldozer roll. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's fine. That's all he is at this point. If I'm a McKinnon owner – I'm not threatened by Asiata. No. Kyle Rudolph, he's looking like a solid option tight end going he forward. Is. He really is. He's one of Bradford's main targets, mm-hmm. especially in the red zone. The red zone right <laughs> here. Uh, Diggs cooled off after his big start. So, as I said, he was a prime sell high candidate. Yep. If you did, I'd be very interested to see what you got for him because it's probably looking like a genius move right now. Yeah. Other than that, this was basically dominated by the Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. Basically. I watched the first half of this game and man, I marked on my rankings mainly for most of the first half and mm-hmm. just called it a night. So, I mean, I didn't really get much about this. So, you concerned with Beckham? Seems to be a hot topic of conversation. Right yeah, now. he is. But I've got this feeling that next week he's probably going to blow up. Well, I'm – I can see it. He's saying, you know, he's not happy with his role and he's not having fun. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got a feeling he's going to have fun next week against Green Bay. Just oh, a feeling. Gut feeling. Gut feeling. And if he doesn't, then. He, he, can't let, he can't let these guys get in his head every week. No. Because Rhodes was, was camped out there in the second quarter of that game. Yeah. Mm. 
I'm a tad bit worried, but I'm hoping that this week kind of eases my mind. Yeah, I wouldn't really say that I'm worried, but I'm saying that what's happened is worth noting. Yes, yes it is, for sure, for sure. Which, that was really his first bad game. Yeah. I mean, he's not been terrible, and Matt Harmon, who works for NFL Network, he does their, he's basically the wide receiver guru known in fantasy. But he's like, hey, don't worry about it. He's on pace for 156 targets, so we're good. Yeah. He's just not found the end zone, I think is what he said. Are you ready to label him as buy low? Oh, yeah, I would offer. Just hope that I'm not the guy that you're offering because I own him and I don't plan on trading him. Yeah, yeah, it's the same with me. It'd be face value if you try Mm -hmm. to get him. But in the county league, he was traded for uh, Todd Gurley and Eric Decker, which – Kind of confused me since Decker has a shoulder issue. Mm-hmm. I think it was known about before the trade was made. Yes, it should have been. So, I mean, I think Brady came away with the better end of that deal personally, getting Beckham. Me too. Me too. I like what he did. He got Gurley out of me and flipped him for Beckham. If yeah. I wouldn't know, I could have got Beckham <laughs> for Gurley and a receiver. Yeah. I would have done that in a heartbeat. Yeah. But, oh well. Oh well. Charge to the game. Speaking of the county, how did you do in the county this week? Ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. Mr. Commissioner is finally (laughs) in the win column. Finally in the win column. After four weeks, I'm now one and three. And I I, I don't like tooting my own horn, but I think I'm in a nice position. A very nice position. I was able to win with Rodgers and Jordy Nelson on their bye week. Um, Let's read the matchup. Okay. Started Trevor Simeon, whatever. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell came back for me. That was huge. Matt Jones, like I said earlier in the show, came up very clutch for me. Uh, started Travis Benjamin. Like I said I, earlier, I traded Theo Riddick to land him just because I needed a little more wide receiver help. He didn't do that much. Demarius Thomas, we briefly spoke on it, I think, last week on the show. I think I said... You know, I trade you Allen Robinson for Demarius, and you said we talk about it or something yeah. like that. After that, we talked about it. It wasn't even a conversation. I said, I'm serious about that. And he said, all right, we'll send it. And I sent it. It was over with. Traded A-Rob because I thought DT would put me in a better position to win, and Thomas did outscore him this week. So that was big. Uh, Rudolph at the tight end came through. Anunwa started him at the flex, and Detroit's defense bailed me out with a touchdown. And Dustin Hopkins, I, I realize this man has an 8.4. He has 8, 8, 11, and 8. So, <laughs> I'm going to hang on to this guy. <laughs> and I, I got, I guess you can say lucky. Um, Cam underperformed. Jeremy Hill underperformed. Macklin underperformed. Marvin Jones underperformed. So, I mean, like I said, I did not expect to win this matchup. And had I kept Allen Robinson up and, and lost this match, I would be 0-4 with Robinson on a bye this week. So mm-hmm. I'm very glad I made that Demarius Thomas trade. I think he can uh, uh, do good things for me. Yeah, I, I came away with a, another win. I'm on a two-game win streak now. Beat Mal, who was undefeated. And she's getting married this weekend. Yeah. Shout out to Mal and Zeus. That was my wedding gift to him. I played Mal <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she had Breeze, who struggled. I kind of expected that. And Charles Sims and De- DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. they helped out a lot. Yeah. Big time. And Willie Sneed. <laughs> wow. So, yay. 
should have got handled this week. Yeah, I should have. But Matthew <laughs> Stafford did terrible for me. But Zeke, he pulled through for me. I was sitting there watching that game. I'm like, Zeke, score another touchdown. Score another touchdown. Ice it for me. But 27 points out of Zeke. Can't complain at all. Allen Robinson did fine for me. Mark Ingram should have had a huge day. John Coon. Um, Doug Baldwin and Delaney Walker didn't do what I thought they would do. I figured Baldwin would have a really good day. He didn't. And Walker was very quiet. But Minnesota's defense really came through for me. I was only down by one. I was like, hey, don't score negative points and we're good. And they didn't. <laughs> so I pulled out a, I snuck one by. Solid seven spot. Going into next week two and two. And then half my team's basically on by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After well, my trades. Like I said, I play uh, Mal this week and I'm very lucky that she has Drew Brees on a bye mm-hmm. that week. But she does have Eli Manning on her bench playing at Green Bay, so he very well could put up 350 and, you know, three touchdowns. Yeah, for sure. But uh, today, a little bit before the show, I made a trade. Uh, you saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I feel like I'm in a good position to win right now. I was able to – I'm not going to – I really hate to use the words take advantage because that sounds <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that. I will say that – You guy, capitalized. Capitalized. The guy who I traded with, his running backs are Foster, Jeremy Lankford, uh, LeGarrette Blunt, and he lost AP as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's in a position to need a running back. I have TJ Yeldon, who had a really good game. So I packaged TJ Yeldon and Kyle Rudolph, who we both think is a good tight end going forward. I packaged them for Greg Olson. So now my starting lineup for the next few weeks is going to be Rodgers, Bell, Probably Matt Jones, maybe Jonathan Stewart if he comes back. Uh, maybe Kenneth Dixon. You know, hopefully we see that. Uh, then the receivers are Nelson, Thomas, and Benjamin with Greg Olson as the tight end. So I'm really liking my team going forward. Um, they, somebody made it public in the group message that I had built a nice little squad under their noses, and that was the goal <laughs> to just shock and awe everybody. I just didn't want to be exposed this early. I'd rather people... You know, see me pull out a few more wins and be like, you know what, he was, he was 0-3, but now he's got a good team. So, <laughs> I'm the commissioner of this league. I have to, uh, you know, we drafted in my mother's house. <laughs> like, let, let's put it that way. I, it, it was, yeah, I, I, I got to protect this house. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but in the WBLZ league, we, we won. No, we didn't. How did we win? Here's how. Here's the <laughs> score. Here's the score. And this is not a lie. 71 to 33. Oh, my goodness. This guy, he, he had DeAndre Hopkins, and he had some running. He's had difficulties at running back. He started Kenyon Drake and somebody else that did nothing. Ugh. He 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 had a bad week. Uh, yeah. I think he uh, had a horrible week, and we won. I think his highest scoring player was Michael Floyd. I know we started Stafford. We started yep. Sims. Yep. <laughs> um, we started Beckham, I'd say. Yep. Man, what a horrible – my goodness. We, we We're st- probably the two lowest scoring teams of the week. I can't remember. We just happened to just get on the, on the <laughs> yeah. lucky side. But, hey, we're 3-1. Yeah, I know. That's all that matters. Let's bring that belt. Bring it home. We're bringing home the belt for sure. But, hey, let's, uh, let's do the week – or week five – 
Just week five. Yeah, yeah week, week five. five. Thursday night game. Let's preview that thing. Uh, cards versus 49ers. Red, I read today that Arians is holding out hope for Palmer to play. So, we'll have to monitor that. But if he doesn't go, it's Drew Stanton. Um, I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. Yeah, probably. Uh, either way, DJ's going to have a field day with 49ers, I believe. Yeah, he'll have a great day. He'll have. Like I said, top three running back. Mm-hmm. Hands down going forward. I'll call. I'll call for 150 total yards and touchdown. Okay. I'm, I like it. I'm feeling that. I like it. This might just be me being optimist or optimistic. I'm feeling a Michael Floyd breakout game right here. Are you really? Yeah. I felt that like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm feeling it right here. I was left hanging. Maybe I was a little early. I, I'm, I'm hoping for over 100 yards. Even with Stanton. Yeah, even with Stanton. Maybe that could help him. I mean, I personally don't want to start any of these wide receivers this week. I know it's a great matchup on paper, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I'm going to have to start Floyd in a few leagues. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I don't have, especially in the county, I have no choice. Mm-hmm. I traded for, I didn't really pay any attention to bye weeks, and I traded for A-Rob and Doug Baldwin. Oh, yeah, and Mark Ingram. Man, you're yeah. about to take a loss. Why can't I play you this week? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try to put together a little squad plug-in, and hopefully my cheap daily plays that I think may blow up, I'm, they may be in my regular lineup. Who knows? Free agents, I like it. Yeah, it, it's looking bad for me. But the 49ers, you got to start Hyde. I mean, he's been playing very good, and he's been solid regardless of the matchup. I mean, I wasn't in favor of playing him against Seattle. He did fine. Carolina, he did fine. So, playing at home too, so they have a mm-hmm. chance to at least control the game early. Mm-hmm. As a side note, don't be surprised if he gets blanked because Cardinals may come out and play pissed off because we said that last week. Yeah, but I think Arians has tore into them big time after last week. <laughs> I don't know how we, he can do it any, any, or any more than what he has. Like, yeah, they play the Patriots at home that didn't have Tom Brady or Gronk. And then they go to Buffalo, just coming off the worst performance that we've seen from them in a long time, yep. and get blown out. And then lose to the Rams at home. Mm-hmm. Like, how much deeper can Bruce Arians dig to get this, <laughs> uh, just this bad guy out there and like really get in their minds? He, he's going to have to figure something out. <laughs> he is. Uh, that puts it lightly. Because Arizona, if they're one and four, I don't know how they win the West. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that it's the Rams jumping out to a yeah. three and one start. Yeah, because I could easily see a scenario where they kind of fall back and find a way to finish five hundred. <laughs> That's what Jeff Fisher does. I'm still pulling for three and thirteen as a tight end. Three and thirteen. Back to fantasy. Uh, Definitely don't want any part of Torrey Smith in this one. Patrick Peterson's, whenever it comes to being a cornerback that goes out there and takes away the number one receiver, he's the best in the business. I think it should cover Curley, for being honest. Ah, Yeah, maybe. maybe. Which I read that Tyron Matthew is going back to covering slot receivers. Okay. So that's what they did last year. They kind of went away from that and – Maybe that's the turning point. I don't know. It can't hurt. No. You got to do something different. Yeah. I do something. 
What do you see from your boy Garrett Selleck? <laughs> Just a lot of <laughs> trash time check downs and maybe a, a, an end zone target, something like that. <laughs> I'm not ready to call him my boy. <laughs> That's your boy, man. I'll, I'll, I'll call him somebody that I thought could do decent. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. But, yeah, I, I'm more interested in Carlos Hyde. Because, yeah. like, like I said, if the game's close, he's going to be involved. Mm-hmm. And the way Arizona's playing right now, this looks like a game that could be close. Yep. And David Johnson, 150 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I can't see it. I'm just going to come back down. I, I'm kind of like 120, maybe two touchdowns. Yeah. Regardless, he's going to be involved. And I'm, I'm not sweating yeah. over the fact that Palmer's not playing no. with him at least. And, and, and uh, Chris Johnson on the hour. Did you read that? Oh, I did not know it was the IR. I know yep. he got hurt. I just didn't know it was that serious. So. IR, and he confused everybody by – they put two people on the IR for growing injuries. And he said one of them can return later in the season. Uh-huh. Nobody knows which one he's talking about. Mm. It's uh, Chris Johnson and a defensive player. I can't oh. remember who it was. Mm. Well, whatever at this point. I mean, maybe Andre Ellington, your David Johnson owner, becomes a surefire handcuff. Uh, maybe. I, mean, I don't know what else they could do if something happened were to happen. Yeah. If something were to happen to DJ, they still have Taylor. I think that's who it is. Stephon Taylor. Is he still there? I don't know if he's still there or not. Yeah. He'll probably look to make some sort of free agent acquisition. Probably. Yeah. Good, um, good point. Yeah, but from this game, like I said, I don't really want much to do with the wide receivers, especially daily. Like, don't waste your money this week just because who knows what Drew Stanton's going to do and mm-hmm. who he's going to target. Yeah. Um, it's not worth the risk, really, in my opinion. But David Johnson should be worth every penny, especially in DraftKings. Absolutely. He, he's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. going to be a stud. But that wraps it up for us, unless you got anything else you want to add. No, I think I'm good. Be sure to check out everything on our website, thecountyfs.com. You sound like you're on top of your rankings. I'm going to be a lot better than I was last week. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm on top of them this week. They're going to be out before this game? Yeah, I, yeah. I'll make an effort to have them out Wednesday. Okay, so Wednesday right. night, I'll probably have them up. So Thursday before the game, check out the rankings. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably have them up Wednesday. I, night. I'm gonna try to have mine up. I I did a terrible job last week. Yeah, I'm on a <laughs> six to four thirty shift right now, so yeah. it's really uh, taking away time that I could be using towards fantasy football. Valuable time. Yeah, as I'd much <laughs> rather do. Like I I, I quit. Boss, you hear this? I quit. I'm not coming in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I hope your boss does not listen to this. <laughs> uh, I'll be, it's a joke. I'll, I'll be like, oh, man, it's a joke, bro. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to follow us on Facebook, The County Fantasy Sports. Follow us on Twitter, The County FS. Check out WBLZ, like I said up again in the show, WBLZsports.com. And follow... Be sure to like their page on Facebook. That's very beneficial for us. More eyes. More eyes on stuff means more ears, means more listens for us. So, that wraps it up for us. I'm your host, Hayden Gibson, co-host, Jared Chastain.
Show that's bigger, bolder, and better. The Nick Bonsanto Show. Nick Bonsanto here. Hey, join me 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, Monday through Friday, here on WBLZ. You never know what the heck we're going to get into. Hey, we have daily features like, here's the thing. What do you think? The police plot. Great stud and dud and picks of the day. Great guests and more. Make sure you join me, Nick Bonsanto, 3 to 5 Eastern. On WBLZ Sports, we've got balls. Hey, everybody, this is Robin Vandenberg from Bump and Run and Sports and Shiz, and you're listening to WBLZ Sports, where we've got balls. Tune in with Brian Yates and Alan Zolarzynski for NHL on the Ice, the best hockey show on the web. We bring you guests each and every week for a show. Also, we bring you a national perspective of the NHL and also fantasy hockey advice. So check us out and follow us on Twitter at NHL on underscore the underscore ice and at Zla Sports. On WBLZ, we've got balls. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. Doug Pepper painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. I see dead people. No, that's just our balls. WPLZ Sports. Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. I'm Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. I was running through the six with my wife. Hi, this is Ryan Cook, your host over at Sportscast Radio. Come check us out every Monday night from 10 to midnight on WBLZ Radio. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. Doug Peffer covers it all. Is your house looking ugh? We'll call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and get a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. 404 966 Three three six one. 
What's up, sports fans? You know who this is. This is the coach, Mike Faber, where you can find me on the morning rant, 7 to 9. Are you tired about the same old sports? Are you tired of the way the same old sports hosts talk about sports? Listen, what better way to wake up than when you're truly the coach, Mike Faber? If you don't believe me, here's a little bit, a taste, a little bit of flavor in your ear. What we're witnessing is the most dominant tight end to ever play in an era in which, because you guys are bringing up guys that were freakish athletes for tight end positions. Best damn sports talk there is all day, every day, right on WBLZ Sports. Morning Rant 7 to 9. Yours truly, the coach, my favorite. <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Oh. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. But there are balls in WBLZ. You're listening to WBLZ Sports, where we've got balls. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. And mention WBLZ Sports, you will get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740 740- Four three eight seven one seven three. Y'all ready for this? This is WBLZ Sports. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold sets up. <laughs> 